0: so this is it the last show for the last thursday of the last time we're we'll ever due 2022 it's done <laughs> we're not gonna do it again there's no more after this so when we see you guys because we only work an 11th month schedule in february 2023 uh we're gonna ask the burning questions that have been plaguing us all year and also nothing's really happening so we're just gonna take this time to look Back at 2022 and say goodbye. So let's do that next on the Bitcoin Belt Wrestling Podcast for the last time in 2022. The Bill Goldbell Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jamal. Hello. Uh, to my left is two James. To my right is Marcellus. How you doing, guys? Good, uh, good, right. good,
1: Happy holidays. It's almost
2: in the it's book. It's still
0: holidays. Damn. I thought yeah. it was
2: over. Yeah, we still got a little more to go. <laughs> oh,
0: no, no, no. Nah, nah, nah. We're holidays. We are holiday out, but a little bit more to go as we are on the final legs of uh, 2022. It's a wrap after this. And uh, just program a program and note, just get it off the top right now, that we will be back in February of 2023. Uh, we take January off because wrestling doesn't have an off season, but we sure as hell do. <laughs> so February uh, 2nd, that is the first Thursday in February. That's when we'll be back, and we hope that you all are back there with us. And, of course, uh, during our off break, that doesn't mean that the uh, the news doesn't stop, the wrestling doesn't stop. And, you know, kind of hook us up on, on Twitter. You know, let us know what you think let us know you know interact with us you know see what's going on with us and we'll be back with you in february but for this show the last show of 2022 just a simple question to start what was the biggest moment of 2022 um it doesn't necessarily have to be something that was on tv or something but what what was your your standout moment of the year uh whoever wants to go first
2: um, I'll start first. It was two, two stories of the year. Uh, one in-ring storyline purposes, one out of the ring that built into two companies. Uh, one was Col- Cody Rhodes, him returning back to WWE, of course, was a big story. How he really started AEW. That was his baby coming in saying, all right, I'm going to let this go. And let me come back to fulfill my father's legacy in uh, the the arena that i want to definitely do it in my own way uh, as a performer he did everything he wanted to do as a businessman but he wanted to top what he do as a performer and it kind of gave us a cliffhanger with that moment where he then wrestled with the torn pectoral where he had all the blue and black bruises of that torn pectoral muscle that he had that match against seth rollins definitely thought it was something i thought he shouldn't do um but it actually turned out to be a very good match for what it was um but once again it was just a very powerful moment to show this is my tease yes I was hurt but I'm coming back Um, and you're seeing that now transcend going into 2023 the second one in ring storyline to continue progression of the long journey of Roman reigns having his title reign and not only that how it deals with his Samoan family how he's brought them on Sami Zayn just kind of catapulted with that measurement um just the in-ring storyline when you talk about a, a long-reigning champion that wwe or wrestling promotions haven't had to, to this extent in a while where he's definitely went through different phases of this and i thought it's been very impactful so those two things one outside of the ring element one inside the ring i think is the two biggest moments for me of 2022. okay
1: right on um i think i i was worried what you were going to say <laughs> i was like you're about to <laughs> sure. steal my thoughts here um it's it's absolutely for me um the all out 2022 media scrum with cm punk um mm. this is a big story for a lot of reasons because uh me and jamal we set in those settings and they're they're enjoyable and and, and i think that and, and i always tip my hat to AEW really introducing the press and media aspect to pro wrestling um, and, and, you know, having the media calls, the media scrums, being a part of those from major outlets to small independent outlets, you know, the array of wrestling, uh, fandom is in that room. Very enjoyable. Um, and, and even though this one happens to be the most talked about one of all time, um, all of them are interesting. Just could imagine the one that we didn't go to happens to be the most interesting one <laughs> of maybe all time because... CM Punk gets up there and I, and everybody knows the story. And, you know, also shout out to my guy, uh, Nick Hauserman, because, you know, he's going to ask the hard questions, but yet he, I mean, he didn't even get to really ask this with this time because Punk had one for him. So I was like, Oh, that, that, that's an interesting start. Um, But you know, from the question to, to, to uh, CM Punk's and, um, and uh, uh, Tony Khan's relationship Because they've always been buddy-buddy So him getting up there Saying what he has to say And You know He's dropping bombshells And Tony Khan is You know Emoting like he usually does I didn't see nothing wrong With the questions being The, the statements being said And the, the, the questions that that followed and so on it just was a normal day until it got backstage and it was a huge fight and it just completely shifted the landscape of aew it's the most pivotal moment of aew and it may not even be the most controversial moment in aew if you ask me but it certainly is the biggest one that um that completely shifted aew going forward with the elite with cm punk now being out of the company cm punk's um, sort of legacy and sort of uh you know his uh his, everything about his character is also being brought back into question again uh it's just a big it, it's really just a big moment that there's a lot of takes on this in all different directions whether you're with punk whether you're against punk whether you're with aw whether you're against aw and the elite all down the board uh, but it absolutely was a moment that folks uh talked about all night that night uh us as press definitely (laughs) was uh and we wasn't near and i definitely was getting asked questions i was like i listen (laughs) just you know i don't know but uh and even till now people are still talking about people still will talk about it because you went you know when you talk about what ifs what if cm punk that had not happened the match he would have had um because after that would have been um His match with uh, um, at the
0: Forbidden Door. Well, to be fair, he was still injured, like, regardless of what happened, he was still injured, and they would have to go a different way with that. But the idea would just be his injury that he would need to come back for. So, you would arguably have two interim uh champions doing a thing, and how well will that have gone over? So, yeah, uh, a lot of what ifs,
1: a lot of what ifs, you know, with that that regard, yeah. So, um, yeah, just just a crazy moment, um. that you know i i I think for what it's worth uh completely was a pivotal point in AEW history that just completely shifted things and if i had to take the marcellus route here and go in ring um i i do think that cody rhodes uh in ring return is absolutely the biggest moment of the year uh, because one we came from this culture of everybody leaving wwe to go to AEW yep. or somewhere else or just somewhere else Okay. but no one was leaving AEW coming back to wwe oh. and cody was cody not only was the biggest and and the only but yet biggest probably to, to ever do it i don't see anybody else to his statue to come but like this is a guy that helped built this company and he comes in and his in-ring return had a ton of questions around it. I mean, we were talking about the ramifications of his television deals. Uh, we was talking about the ramifications of how him and Brandy's imprint onto the company, leaving one and bringing that culture to the next, which we completely saw. WWE had a media scrum that next week. <laughs> so, you know, it's just everything completely shifted. And it's just like, I, I, I've never rooted for a person. Uh, more in my life because as we talked a lot about folks going into the indies betting on themselves this was cody going to wwe betting on himself yep not a story i thought we would ever say about anybody but here we are and then and and what a person that um truly is going to open up the door for many more uh after him i mean man what a what a Amazing gamble he took because after that happened some other major news with WWE, but I won't go into that because Jamal has to go. So,
0: Jamal, what do you got, sir? Uh, I, I would have said that the um, very sudden, very un like departure of Vince McMahon from WWE <laughs> should be the biggest story of the decade. Yeah. But that's not same over. Week, that same week, the CM Punk thing happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. same week. So yeah. we were talking about, like, what's what the Wall Street Journal going to do? Waiting for that shoe to drop. <laughs> you know, this ever parties. Stephanie McMahon, is, you know, is is running around. Who's the new CEO? What's going to happen? Oh, it's Triple H's ship now. What are the ramifications of that? <laughs> you know, the, the everything, top to bottom. You can, know, what is I, that going to look like?
1: Go ahead. Can I ask you a question? Because you brought up a, uh, actually a really good point. Do you think that story? Because I think the Vince story isn't over, so I think it's hard to say Vince's departure. But, but that's you why you I said has, should though, because that's right. actually not my answer. So, so do you think that that story is more Vince's departure or Triple H actually su- succeeding him?
0: Oh no, it's, it's Vince's departure. Yeah, because we all knew Triple H
2: was succeeding. But I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead, Jamal. Yep.
0: Yeah, no, yep. yeah. I mean, if, if yeah, right, everybody thought it was Nick absolutely.
1: Khan, but you know,
0: yeah. But absolutely to that point, we we knew that this day would have come, but we thought it would have been with more McMahon like. Yeah. a lot more pomp, Circumstance, you know, the, the official passing of the torch, not just giving right. his torch and then go. You know, the Green, maybe the Green Reaper. Off, <laughs> maybe Vince takes off his tie and leaves into the ring like Triple H left his boots. Yeah, and then came back to get his boots. Interesting, but still, the, the point is, is that yes, Cody Rhodes for significant reasons coming back to WrestleMania, um, basically, you know, turning his left peck into ground beef to to work a twenty minute match, um, was was monumental. It should be. Vince McMahon, you know, being unceremoniously kicked out on his ass on the company that he built, that he still has control of, but on the company that he built uh, and just kind of tossed away old yellow style. That should be the biggest story. But I think the actual biggest story is the forbidden door. And the reason why is because we haven't seen in a generation or two uh, two companies of status anywhere in the world work to put together a show like this um, on that level. Does in All spite- Out not count? What? I mean, does All In not count? No. I because think All In is a bigger deal. I, I, no, there, there, no, All in's a bigger deal to, to a very small subset of the audience. Uh, the Forbidden Door... Uh, arguably opened, is built build a bridge, like a unilateral bridge between the U.S. and Japan that we haven't seen since WCW days. Mm. Now, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that New Japan doesn't, ex- doesn't exist in its own right. Of course it does. I'm not saying that it didn't work with WWE 30 years ago. Of course they did. But what I am saying now is that it's not taboo anymore to see a person show up in another company um, in, in the way that they did also, you got to remember all of the injuries that they had, all the things, all of the backroom deals that had to be worked. You know, the, you know the um, the injury bug. But that was terrible. I, and we're, we're going to talk about our wrestler of the year, but runner up, top five may be the injury bug. He was putting <laughs> in numbers this year. Came off over. the bench strong. Over, definitely mm-hmm. over. Injury bug. I'm just saying he had a he had a, a same a similar year that Viral Menageris had a couple years ago. And that was a Cinderella story that really hasn't been beaten since until this year. So for me, um, and again, it should be Vince McMahon. CM Punk obviously is still top of mind for people. Um, you know, uh, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW um, and 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 doing that for the first time on that level uh, was, was a big deal. But I do think, especially since I don't want to name everything that everybody else said, is that the Forbidden Door... Um, And yes, these other things are closed. But I think the Forbidden Door, because it sets the template to go forward, it's not just a one and done thing. Um, You know, I I think the impact thing was the test. I think the Forbidden Door was like the actual, what does a full-fledged partnership look like? Ooh. Because of all the egos and because of all the uh, logistics stuff like that between the U.S. and Japan. Um, Well. I think that that's like, a pretty astonishing achievement to happen today, considering that everybody and their mother wants to, um, you know, uh, you know, get themselves over. What a, what a take. I feel like that might be the biggest take of the year. (laughs) I mean,
1: you, you brought up a lot of points I was going to bring up. I mean, I I think that all in was a bigger deal because all in actually birthed another country, another company. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that all in also didn't happen this year though. But for sure, but I'm saying that all the bigger you when you said you felt like this was the biggest deal of did you say the decade? I believe you said No, no right? I said it this year.
2: No, 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 oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. Oh, I forgot no, no, no. That Vince's story should have been of the decade.
0: Okay, right, right. No, I know I right. know decade. I heard decade
2: somewhere. Yeah, I was like, yeah, wait a minute. this yeah,
0: yeah. Vince, <laughs> Vince's story should have been the biggest story of the decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing that we've been talking about for 15 years now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I, that I'm was just... actually overshadowed by Punk that week. For sure. And I, I, I again, the, to All In, that feeling of what All In was and all the moving parts to make All In happen really crawled so that Forbidden Door could walk. The, and, I, and, the, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up the Impact thing because Impact actually devalued the Forbidden Door for me because that was truly when the Forbidden Door stuff was happening because random people were
0: coming. I mean, it was like a collapse of a vortex in Impact. How was like, random was the Impact thing? Because it really was... The good brothers and Kenny, and then they threw Rich on a bone. I'm not saying that that we, we the big thing that we were talking about, but the impact thing was that like it needs to involve more people. No, yeah. no, for sure. But it 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 was a convergence of like
1: folks leaving WWE, so you can say WWE talent, New Japan talent. Well, no, AEW I mean, you, you could say that.
0: You I mean you could say that. But, but the real is, is that this was an impact in an AEW thing. I don't care mm-hmm. where you work last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think that's fair. That's for like sure, saying, for that's sure. Like, That's like an XFL player debuting in February and going, nope, that's a Kansas City Chief right there. No, no, no,
1: no, no, for sure. I get that. I'm just saying that, like, it felt like a convergence of so many different players all coming to one place to happen. that's where I started to feel, you know, that that very, like, that wildness of, like, wow, pretty much anything can happen in Impact at this point. So I think that, like— Except it didn't, and that was part of the problem. Except for the women. No, no. It it absolutely happened for the males, except for, like, it it started to become— less about The Forbidden Door and more about Tony Khan. And that then now goes to The Forbidden Door where I started to say that like both of these things pretty much walk for The Forbidden Door to be a glorified booking show for Tony Khan. It was literally about AEW because none of the New Japan people kind of went over. I mean, yeah, some, but like barely not and it just felt like a big moment of Tony Khan saying I did it type of thing but that's that's where
2: it became disappointing because when you make it about yourself as Tony Khan you take away from the impact of what you thought what 30 years ago would never happen you never thought you would see somebody in New Japan fighting somebody from formerly WWE and this newer company to be in that same ring and when you take it to that person that's when it becomes more disappointing
1: I tell I tell you what the real winner here is the U.S. visa because after that it was just on and running everywhere. I mean, New Japan America was, was going crazy. Yeah. Uh, G- GCW was going crazy. Independent I mean, contractors, B- that's what we B- are. B- You've been G- saying that for every- years. Yeah, listen, when you got that American visa, everybody started to do it. So I, I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give
0: you some more. Uh, I mean, it's your now, point. Now, but now, I, I, now to be fair, though, the comparison to All In, I understand what you're saying, but I I think of All In as an indie show with ROH money because it wasn't hmm. like we don't see those cards being booked right now. And yeah, they, yeah, but- that didn't start with all in, uh, you know. Guys have been working, and guys have been working, and yeah. guys have been working. So it's not like yeah, that all in yeah. was this revolutionary thing, unless you only watch WWE.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So no
0: I not. mean, the, the kudos to all in. Yeah, that was a monumental show for the day, and I'm at, And obviously, you know, eventually came AEW. Cool. And it, then who's to say that AEW wouldn't exist without all in? You know, would it have been a would it have been a thing anyway? Maybe, maybe not. But what I do know is is that Uh, For me, the uh, Forbidden Door was such a big deal for the logistical hurdles, making sure that each company gets a piece. You know, not that one company puts the other one over. It wasn't a one-sided relationship like the impact thing was. They don't have women, so that's not an issue anymore. So you can't say where they're at. Um, And then it does cultivate and and, and create other opportunities that AEW has been able to leverage with the Japanese market. And also, and, and more importantly than that, they're bridging the gap on both sides at the same time. Not everybody in Japan is gonna stay up till two in the morning to watch AEW. I sure shit ain't gonna stay up to two in the morning to watch Wrestle Kingdom. However, if you give me a 30-second recap on my show of choice, cool. I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of legwork that, that didn't that doesn't necessarily show on TV that had to happen to make it work. And I think that that's a damn depressive considering how what the ego uh train is for wrestling. I also keep, you keep
1: saying bridge, but understand that bridges go both ways, sir. Who in AEW was on Japan soil for a Japan match?
0: Don't, don't. Wrestle do. Kingdom's coming this week. And again, I'm not saying. 2023. in By four days. By four <laughs> ineligible, days ineligible to that <laughs> But no, no, that's not ineligible at all. Because I think the forbidden door happened. And then we are going to have the, the receipt, which is Wrestle Kingdom
1: i think i mean and again and that's we, why, did
0: december, we did december but we did january it's six months
1: that's why i keep that's why i keep going back to like impact wrestling because like they sent impact stars over to new japan to wrestle and they started to bridge those things i mean chris bay being in the in the bullet Club and ace austin being in the bullet Club working in all of you know whether it's in japan or new japan strong um it, it, it just to, to me it, it, the 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 Forbidden Door became such a gimmick for AEW, and of it course. actually was a logistical thing for Impact. I mean, even with the Doctor Strange gimmick, which I'm surprised Disney
0: didn't come through that through that portal at a point. I, I, I'm very surprised <laughs> no, no, no. that Disney did not pay Jonathan Gresham a visit for Terminus. I'm very surprised that they did not pay a visit for the Forbidden Door which which honestly looked like more of a doctor who thing because the way that the letters looked but mm. I'm not trying to give anybody any ideas but um but but yeah uh somebody write somebody some money copyrighted today oh. <laughs> uh-oh so so uh, what you got, got in
2: ring
0: uh oh well i mean i mean well give me the show itself you know in ring because again okay. you had all the le- leading up to it you had all these people that i would really never seen it before because i don't watch New japan show up on dynamite and i want to believe that this is a big deal And which, of course, inspires me to go look some up and and, and get a little bit more invested in New Japan. And they're sending their champions. They're having these matches. Uh, You know, cool. Personally, I still prefer, you know, uh, DDT. But, you know, Vegas can't be choosy. Um, So, I mean, so, again, that's different than the next question. And, of course, the, the next question isn't necessarily the biggest moment. But if you had to pick one, what's your match of the year?
1: Okay, wait, can I? Can we just do a quick honorable mentions of other things? Because I know after all this talk, everybody has to be thinking of other little random things that happened this year nope. that was like a big thing. Like I, I instantly started to think about Twenty Com buying ROH. That was huge. I don't. I
0: mean, that's, that see that that's, that's, why, that's why I wanted one huge. thing. That's why I wanted one thing because the one thing puts a little, more emphasis on the one thing because we can we can say for the rest of the hour and talk about other things that we forgot about and go through mm-hmm. a calendar. Mm-hmm. But are they bigger than the thing that we mentioned, though? Because we basically mentioned the, the top three biggest things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, between fact. Vince, Punk, arguably Forbidden Door. You know, that's fine. You can, you know, that's for me. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, combine ROH, uh, Shore. Um, uh, what poor, what was the other? Poor, uh, thing? poor Wild Wild had it with AJ Lee. That was the thing that um, could yeah, have the, been something. Tessa Blanchard <laughs> never, um, you know, continued to buy work um, being a thing. Uh, new japan strong uh you know kind of finally breaking into america in a bigger way uh putting on shows and stuff like that the new japan stardom deal to put on a joint show um was a big deal for them um the rise of the indies you know we've had some super indies come through um and and do a thing on youtube by themselves it's not just um you know backroom vfw halls and or anything like that um you know, uh and, and then of course, um, you know, breaking out of COVID, what seeing what fans mm-hmm. look like, uh, that sure. was a, a big deal for this year as well. So I mean there, there are a couple of those things, and we can yeah. again to the cows yeah. come home.
1: Yeah, yeah, but no the doubt. Biggest doubt. three
0: things we mentioned, reminded if you didn't hear it. So that's why I want to go into your match of the year. Now it can be from anywhere, pick one. That's why I wanna pick one. Because A, gives you a little bit of time to think of what really matters. Uh, and, and B, um, there can only be one. This is the match of the year. And I'll go first because I know I kind of sprung this on you uh, last minute. But I think for me, uh, my, my match of the year is uh, Emi Sakura versus Yuna Mizumori from uh, Chocolate Pro Wrestling. It, there's a lot of backstory that you know I'm not, I don't necessarily want to get into. But the long and short of it is that Yuna, long time um, Choco Pro, Mainstay, is leaving the, flying the coop. She's going freelance and has been doing a hell of a job in Japan as a freelance wrestler. And Emmy Sakura's the boss, trained her, nursed her. Mama Bird is going to let the baby bird go. And they had a damn good, hard hitting 22-ish minute match. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, I highly recommend anybody watch it. You know, Yuna's last show but it's one of those things where i'm a wrestling first type of a guy you know i don't necessarily need the backstory i think that espn in general has kind of ruined that for me the way like every every game has to have a narrative when it's the game they win they are the playoffs you don't have to say anything more than that uh so, and that's kind of you know they've taken that from wrestling whereas i've just want to see the bell rung and that was what, what that match was. Yes, it had the story and it had the gravitas, but also it was a hellacious, hard-hitting uh match that you know it was you know student versus teacher type of thing, which is a story as old as time, but but goddamn, that was good. So uh for you guys, match of the year. What do you say?
2: Oh, this is this is tough. You wanna to go first, two change? you want me to go first? I, I, I got not.
0: I nope. I do not want to go first, sir. This, this, this is hard. I know I?
2: <laughs> This is hard for me. Um, but once again, I'm gonna go back to to storyline purposes of how the match played and laid out and set the foundation for storylines before and after. And this is not gonna be everybody's favorite match because the match itself wasn't great. But once again, I'm about what is the story that's being told in the ring. I'm gonna go a little bit more recent in the War Games match where you had Roman Reigns and uh and all of them, uh Uh, That they just had uh, this past at at Survivor Series. Um, I thought that War Games match was probably on a storyline basis, one of the better matches that told a story in the ring that developed that chemistry of what's going to happen now moving forward with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, where Roman Reigns is uh, right now um, and his family. In the bloodline, I, I really thought that match was was well done about how they set it up, the tension between Jay and Sammy and how that all flowed. And I, I just really thought the storyline of that match was great. Yes, I mentioned the Cody match earlier, but once again, I think when you talk about the storyline aspect, I'm going to just go low-key with that War Games match that happened a couple of months, or last month, rather. Short-term memory. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking year, about right. I was thinking about other stuff, but I was like, nothing stuck out to me. I was that, like, the FTR and and the Briscoe stuck out to me a little bit. Oh, I'm like, glad no. you brought
1: glad you brought that up because that's yeah. where I'm going. Yeah, um, because the revival uh, was one of my favorite tag teams in NXT. Um, we used to talk a lot about in ring psychology, and everybody always talking about workhorses and and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And what I really appreciate about about FTR was that their wrestling style was not only just good, but it was logical. And they made decisions in the ring that as a person, either you played the video game or you thought you could be a wrestler. But however it is, you're sitting on the sidelines, you're looking, you're thinking about the things you would do. And frankly, the revival, FTR, did those things. It's like when you watch a, a horror movie where you're just like, would you actually run back knowing that they're chasing you no you're gonna run your ass to the end of time you ain't looking back you ain't stopping you know that the FTR have that same type of psychology in a wrestling match smart tags smart positioning just to ring RQ. I don't think I've seen any other tag team close to there except for the Briscoes so not only is this a dream match that when you talked about free agencies and all sorts of different things happening and people writing lists this was one that was always high on my list and every single time you had these uh pwi tag team lists and they were always within the top five all the, the two of them and you know you had the new day and whatnot so the the, <laughs> the fact that we did get the briscoes and ftr i was like oh this is exciting this is easily the only reason i'm watching supercar to honor because well we 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 you know there were some other issues with that car but <laughs> I don't flight really talk about it uh but i was super excited to check this one out And it delivered. And it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Yes, this was a Ring of Honor AEW show. I get it. But truly, truly, this felt like an NXT TakeOver match. When you talk about just the rate of work for damn near 25-plus minutes, the two of the best tag teams of our generation, them... I'm not even sure how they work. Is this the first time they work? I don't think they worked in the P in PWG. So I think this is the first time they, they ever worked. Yep. And it's like, and it's like this was like a a, a trilogy or a, or yep. even just a soccer. No, for sure. But this was the first. And this felt like they had already been working for years across the world together. They were just so in queue. They, they you talk about the emotions in the ring, the hard hitting, just how they were in sync, not a botch in sight, not that botches really matter, but it's just to tell you that like not even close. They were just that good. Um, and, and thus we needed a trilogy. This is easily the match of the year. But I mean, uh, just the first and I, I even think the last one they had was pretty damn good. But I think just the emotional value and toll into this match being the dream match and that it completely delivered. To the utmost expectation that anybody could thought this was, and it it was it was what a good time. So yeah, FTR and the Briscoes at to Honor, um, what what a match.
0: Wow, um, yeah, um, hell of a match. Uh, both the first one and the second one, um, you know that that would be the first one would definitely be in my top ten. Um, but yeah, hell of a match. Which and of course, you know, Briscoes being the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions that can't appear on TV. So there's that. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what that looks like as ROH gets started, hopefully, officially in sometime in 2023. But let's put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in the show for right now. Take a break. Get back at it after this on the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G., on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email biggoldbeltgroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's biggoldbeltgroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your
2: business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more
0: the golden standard. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. The golden standard because the gold belt wrestling podcast, we want to hear from you. We want to hear you advertise, you know, all of your businesses, whatever they may be, uh, hit us up. they belt at gmail.com for business sponsorship, advertisement inquiries including but not limited to the Indie Spotlight. If you have a wrestling promotion, uh, if you are a fan of a wrestling promotion and you feel that they can use a little bit more love, we wanna help you, help us help you get the word out for your promotion uh, in the near future and beyond. So biggoldbellgroup at gmail.com. Let us know what we wanna hear from you. We wanna work with you, the wrestling community, all throughout 2023 and beyond uh, in any way that we can. So uh, let us know how we can help you help us grow. We help you guys grow. Everybody wins, uh, rising tide raises all ships, and we want to help on the big gold belt. So let's move on. Last half of the show and the last show of the year, we've been talking a little, a lot about 2022. Uh, we gave you our uh, match of the year. We gave you our biggest moment of the year. And before we look forward to 2023, I, along with uh, Jamal along with Marcellus and uh, two James here, want to say, uh, who is, and we could only be one because we're only doing one who is the wrestler of the year for you now it, it can be an indie guy it can be a guy on tv female it doesn't matter but uh for for me because i know this is a kind of a loaded question because wrestler of the year is, is hard because it's more than one thing that makes up a wrestler um even just like nobody knows who the goat is in any sport you know it's more than one metric to judge him by for me, wrestler of the year, I would say it's Sammy's name. Mm. kind of out of a nowhere, uh, you I've know. I've
1: heard that take too.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of out of a nowhere look, but there are better wrestlers, and i again a wrestling first guy. But I think that he may be the most impactful uh, in, in his run this year. Yes, they finally got the Roman, Roman Reigns formula: sugar, spice, everything nice, a little MSG. <laughs> Actually, put it over the top and made it work good for him. But Sami Zayn, I, you know, was that extra secret sauce that elevated that gimmick and that program to the next level. To not just because it was inescapable because it's WWE, it was inescapable because it was actually good. um The Usos playing off of him, Roman Reigns playing off of him, Sami Zayn, you know, is he this wolf in sheep's clothing? Is he really down with the fam? Who really knows? And honestly, that's what keep it kept it going for so very long into the next year. So Sami Zayn was really that extra bit of gas that gave that thing a little bit more longevity. Uh, You could argue for better wrestlers, you could argue for better storylines. But I think he specifically, uh, if there were an MVP, he would be the MVP, uh, which is why, you know, and I'm not a WWE guy, but you know what? He's my wrestler of the year because even though, even if, whenever I hear of WWE, his name comes up because of what he's brought to the table. So good on him for that. I like that pick.
1: I am going with Jade Uh-oh. Cargill. Sure, I think just when you when you and and, and when you think about a wrestler, um, I, I think she embodies every aspect of what you want in a pro wrestler. In your company, her wrestling has gotten better. I've spoken very adamantly about what she does outside the ring, um, and I think her making the TBS Championship the biggest women's championship against—I forgot a I way to even say this. Should I say against the Machine? <laughs> because I mean, well, the, it was well, the Machine was so good, they had to pull the brakes on it and say, "Like, yo, calm down." You're yeah, I mean, right yeah, yeah, exactly, like. She just, I, 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 again, Jade has done so much for AEW, and specifically the women's division. I mean, you, you, you got the baddies gone, You had, you know, a couple of wrestlers, uh, you know, being attached to her who had nothing going on, made right. them relevant. Then you had, you had it sort of a gimmick where you could say, hey, you know, the extras who are just sitting back and catering, we can, we can do something with them. I'm pretty sure she came up with that herself and when i say against the system i don't mean wwe but i mean against everything that big swole was saying in terms of just like and and forget what not only just what big swole is saying but what you can see the lack of investment towards the women division here uh to women period there um and, and, and and listen i'm not saying that in a sexist way but i'm saying that's just what it is it's more focused about their male division male storylines male titles the fact that jade somehow some way figured it all out not even a a big lengthy career in pro wrestling figured it out made herself dominant made her not and not just the record but in everything she does from the gear the interest having her family there doing the stuff outside the ring doing press i've seen her at san diego comic-con doing everything to make herself be a champion, both in the ring, out the ring. The wrestling gotten better. Great matches, not you know nothing to say like match of the year, but great matches because you're not saying they were bad matches. You haven't heard that. You're just saying that Jay did what Jay does, and you watched them. Jay absolutely embraced the, what a body of a champion is, and then when you say body, look at the physique. She is she is like a Greek goddess out there. In out the ring, social media, whatever it is and somehow still got bye mm-hmm. over this year. Yeah. Jay
2: Cargill, folks. <laughs> so two James I'm gonna I'm take your angle and I'm going in that similar direction. At first you we were going there, I thought you was going the same person I was going, but I'm gonna go back to 2021 a little bit. And when you have somebody that you think is at the top of their game, <laughs> a world title holder, you got somebody that returns back and gets beaten in 26 seconds that can make a break a career in a way. Now, granted, wrestling is gimmick where you understand that pushes and things go, returns, you have to make these big moments, but this could have faded for Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair could have folded, say nobody had faith in me, using the race issue about going back to, you know, what you just mentioned, her being a Black woman in WWE. Okay, did you lose faith in her? What are you gonna do about her since she just lost in this 26 seconds? But she overcame and the story of not only how she came back to the top, how she overcame and beat Becky not only once but twice in two great matches that she had at two different pay-per-views. And not only that, led that women's division throughout the whole year. I kind of am comparing to what she did this year to what Becky. I mean excuse me to what um I have been. what's her name from 2020. I can't think for her name. Oh my I'm having the brain fart. Um during the COVID year where um is
1: either Charlotte or Becky.
2: No, 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 it's not Charlotte Becky. Uh oh my gosh, what is her name? San Diego California I can see her face right now she's oh, Bailey! Bailey, like Bailey did in COVID San Jose yes. yes I say San Diego San Jose I'm yeah. sorry. like like Bailey did with COVID year which she kind of carried just the charismatic when everybody dropped the ball and they didn't know what wrestling was going to be she kind of carried it Bianca Belair did that in 2022 Um, so Bianca Belair is my wrestler of the year of what she's done on the wwe and i still don't think she's gotten the full credit of how well she's carried that title and just carried being the top of that division throughout this whole year. i i
1: listen i just wanted to say that uh why i do feel bianca should be in this discussion i i just want to make sure that like to also further provide more kudos for jay that Jade is in a system that is not designed to work bianca is yes. in a system that it is designed to work yeah her losing at SummerSlam to coming back and winning is a storyline yes jade has to organically get herself over in order to not only just giving her the championship could do nothing because i don't know there's another champion i'm not even gonna name no names but there was another previous champion that was the championship and it did nothing for that person yeah and that person has plenty of ways to get Mm themselves over being on the you know radio station and whatnot and it just didn't happen because the investment wasn't beyond them understanding that in aw you can't really go by the old tactics of you're the champion so you're going to be treated like the champion so it's going to get you over jade figured quickly and granted who knows what those type of conversations are backstage but quickly understood that me having this championship title does nothing for me <laughs> i have to make the championship big and then and in that same case, she makes herself bigger as well, too. And again, that's what I'm saying. Just that mindset and IQ that she has in order to do what she did this year alone. Forget the matches alone to me makes her within the top five in, in terms of best wrestlers this year. Just understanding what's against you and how to persevere against it. But granted, I Marcez, one thing you did forget about with Bianca is, that Bianca was the champion and did carry the women's division for WWE and then that wasn't good enough for her because then mm-hmm. she started to understand that her value is much more bigger than pro wrestling yep. being on college sports day, yep. getting a reality show, you know, this, these things that like, you know, understanding that like, yeah, being a champion walking around is cool. Having an amazing story is cool. And, and not to mention too, she got herself in even better shape. I saw a picture of the beginning of the year and that, and was just like, Man, so a uh, black women out here winning. That's that's that that's the bottom of the story here.
0: Now, I mean, of course, we would be remiss because we only picked one to not mention a couple, you know, of people that would definitely be in this conversation as well. Uh, I, I think you know, Jordan Grace has had a hell of a year um, in general. Uh, Marsha Slamovich has had a hell of a year in general. Uh, women's wrestling has been on the up in general uh, all throughout 2022, despite you know, AEW not wanting it to do so, um, uh, you know, media, Watanabe, uh Hikaru Shida, they've all had a fantastic year. Amy soccer has had a hell of a year going back and forth between uh, here in Japan. Um, but yeah, we, that can go on and on and on mm-hmm. all day. Uh, I think the biggest thing as we look forward to 2023 now is uh, what are you looking for in the new year? What, what's the, what's the thing? Because we kind of know what the schedule is in general, mm-hmm. But what's the thing that you want to see from uh, either your favorite promotion or something of uh, of note? Maybe there's something a little bit unexpected. What, what are you expecting in 2023 that you're really looking forward to? So one thing I want to say is now, as much as I mentioned
2: earlier, how long Roman Reigns has had this tremendous rung as champion, I think it's now time in 2023 for him to lose one or both of the belts. Now, my thing that I'm looking forward to in 2023 is, how are we going to have him lose it and when will it happen? And who, too? So, and who, too? And you have so many possibilities out there that rumors are swirling things about The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, or is it somebody that we're not thinking about? Maybe like an Austin Theory that even though he lost his money in the bank this year due to the U.S. title, is it something that was a long-term story that's propelling him to where his character is going the 2023? It's, it's so many ways you can go. But just to make it simplistic, I think it's now time for Roman to lose. I think it's now time for him to lose one or both belts. But you have to do it in a strategic way. And not only that, whoever he loses to, how do you propel that person to then move up
0: to the next level in their career? Yeah um that's that's kind of like that will always be the million dollar question until that moment actually happens yep. you know when is roman going to lose who does he listen to and why will it happen in saudi arabia at three o'clock? <laughs> i mean you, i mean i'm just saying the undertaker the, right. undertaker. the prince the prince wants what the prince wants
1: men right. m- uh, will Men-soir. definitely be. i need <laughs> them to come back please bring them back please bring them back um my my story is a is something that we've been talking about uh to the fourth quarter of this year and I truly want to see who's going to step up in the AEW main uh championship pitcher mm-hmm. um uh, because with the doubts of, of mjf um you know who's who's going to be able to carry the company on their back and and granted it can't be Mosley because Mossley's absolutely the MVP for AEW <laughs> oh god no I, I know you don't like him but you're not going oh, no, no, yeah that's, but for every that's right, that accurate for it's absolutely true. For every single time that there was a hole in in booking, he was available. Every it. single person that uh, when somebody was out or some bit of flaw in the booking, Mossley was there. I'm not yeah. saying that the match he was the only guy they asked MVP. You, when you that's what it is. TTG. When you t- train to go, listen. When you get the call, you got to do it. And and granted, I'm not saying like he had top tier performances or whatnot, but I'm just saying. When it was when it was a flat tire, Mossley was triple A. <laughs> and he came oh, through wow. and got it right. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying because now moss having this extended contract, I think Moss obviously has proven that he can carry the company, he's proven that wow. he can save the company. The next question is: who else? I really, really want to see who will be the next person to really step up and show that they can be the champion and carry the company because it ain't just having a belt. It is truly about being the face of that company. And it's sad to say with so much firepower in, in, in the men's division in AW, MGF is your champion, but I don't think anybody's ever said he's the face. And, yeah. and, and Brian Danielson hasn't even been in the title picture. And I still think he's arguably one. You can say like, Oh yeah, he's there. Jericho's there. <laughs> the full, I mean, Jericho gets a big match Where Ricky starts and that feels like a bigger deal To a, To a first
0: time match Than any damn Jerry ever done Since being crowned the champion here Well I mean to be fair that's what we said when he When he got there and, and we both Had I had I know I had these reservations uh, Not because of anything that he did In the ring as far as working goes it's just that How long how much gas Does this, does this gimmick have Because uh, And unfortunately for him once he went up against ricky starks who basically said what i've been saying right here i know starks listen to the show i love you brother but it's is what it is i mean friedman's Mm going to give you what he's going to give you no more no less that's just not good enough anymore i need different and to your point about aew somebody different has to step up now if you want to say that mox is you know uh in the mvp cool who else did they ask? Now, granted, you could argue that well, they don't have to ask anybody else if they already have. Who the was guys. available? Who was available? The guys that you named: Jericho was available, Brian was available, Storyline. Starks was available, Hobbs no. was available. I mean, come on, you, they, if we won't know until they test it. No, I
1: understand. Listen, when I when I and 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 to be clear, I mean, I know they got rankings, even though they got away from rankings for a little bit. Yeah, they've gone away yeah. away from that. Yeah, uh, understanding that, like. You have to put somebody in the picture who is either it feels like a big fight, who is an ex-champion, or who's just somebody that you don't have to pull from a program that doesn't make sense from pulling them. Jericho was always involved. I mean, granted, you talk about the year in AEW, you have to say Jericho had a top-tier performance. He was always doing something that was worth watching. Yeah, you easily could say elevate Ricky stars. But that actually took much longer than it should have. But we talked about but that. That's a that's one of my favorite right, but that's my different. That's what I'm saying. That's a different year. problem. So it's not right, like, right,
0: right, right. It's not necessarily. I mean, and again, my hatred for Mossy understand that. That's not his fault that he was the only guy that they called. The bottom line is, is that Khan needs to trust his his hand more. That is, he the needs que- to trust his bench more because he that's has my, the tools. That's
1: my question. That's my question. Right. Not only is somebody happen to recognize that they're that guy. But that person, whoever it is, absolutely needs to go knock on the door, the, the old Cody, Do, Cody Rhodes policy, open door policy, go through and say, I'm your guy. And it has to be believable. And because I, you're right, you've named some of the names I would have named, too, because, I mean, and that's that's the other interesting thing. And, like, and we've said that, the
0: same thing about the women over the course of the year. No, no, they, these are the women. They've always how, been there. How, how come he's only call them left? a got breaker?
1: Yeah, how much time we got left on? Yeah, right. How much time we got left on this show? Five, five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like, yeah, so 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 listen, with all the criticism, whether you're talking backstage or, or talent, I just want to know who is going to be that next big star <laughs> in AEW, who not only is just a next star, easy to say top flight is on their way up, and and or the claim in doing it, and then claim is a good example for the tag team division. Them right. p- completely batting on themselves all the way to the top and all the stars align and bada boom. Well, but, but, okay, to be fair person? though,
0: to prove your point, to be fair, it's kind of easier for the acclaim to elevate if the glass ceiling, you know, isn't over them anymore because they've been suspended for six months. Ain't that a bitch? Now, isn't that funny how the acclaim got over because swerving that was a management thing. They put them together. The acclaim got over organically in a jay cargo yeah. kind of a way yeah didn't actually have the glass ceiling hovering over their heads because they yeah. were gone since all out
1: yeah hey and listen and they made it and listen well how think, damn think about the claim year too from max and his controversial moments and right? from um why is the name slipping out of my head uh his tag team partner um uh, uh, bones
0: yeah. yeah, Uh what, 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 what injuries? Bowen's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bowen's injuries. Uh you know, Max had you know said some things. Uh, you know, people didn't people didn't understand the gimmick. Never yeah. seen Smack before. And look what they did. I mean, yeah, I, I had to walk, come, back. had to go, had to walk back a couple things.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, gotta chill. But
0: mm-hmm. the bottom line is, is that they didn't have that ceiling over him because the ceiling was sent suspended.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking for the person who's coming through. With uh, with a flapjack or a well, ice I mean, pick, to, to whatever be fair, it is. Though,
0: if if you're looking, if if you're saying that Moxley's AAA, then Khan is the director of AAA. You could I mean, it doesn't. It, it all starts with him. It, it's always started and ended with him. And the right. bottom line is, is that we know, we see yeah. the talent, we see the talent for the talent's sake. Yeah. But yeah. if 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 only one guy uh, you know, runs forty eight minutes and nobody else gets in the game. Then hell yeah, the dude's gonna be MVP. He's the only one running. So that is kind of what it is. And it's and it's goddamned ironic that the guys that we would say have the most impactful year in AEW are the ones in the boss's ear. Punk, Jericho, Moxley, Brian. Hot damn. Yep.
1: So where
0: so where's ironic. the room at the top for the guys that are trying to when you're trying to build homegrown stars? Yeah. It's hard, so- it's hard to it's hard to do it. So, what, what's,
1: your point, what's, what's your point? What's uh, your uh, point on this, uh, Jamal? Because
2: my, my point
0: it, is, is that I generally agree with you, but I think that the shift isn't on I, one individual person. I'm sorry. I R- mean,
1: I mean to say, what's your point? I mean, uh, so what? What's actually your answer to your own question here?
0: Uh, so, my answer to my own question is ROH. I want to know what it is. <laughs> when is the tour? Uh, will they have indiv- Will they have individual touring? How will that affect AEW's touring? What's the <laughs> roster going to look like? I, I want to know what this is. Because if aew it could be the more sports entertainment like um you know thing and ROH is more of the pure wrestling thing, I know which one I'm looking more interested in and and I don't if I cannot do that at two in the morning or subscribe to Arna Club or whatever that looks like, then you know cool. Uh, you know i'm I'm willing to beat them halfway on, on some of that., uh, but what does that look like? And also, more importantly, will they just stick with Arna Club? I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing, you know, too, where it's like, uh-oh. You know, you don't really advertise on Dynamite. You shouldn't. It's a separate thing. But then you want people to notice this is a thing. But who's signing up for Honor Club? Who's, signing up, who's paying $10 a month for something they don't know what it is? For a minute, I just fell into a blip.
1: I'm
2: like, what year is this? Like, this is on some 2017. Time. Right, I feel like he's back in Baltimore. This, what, December. what was that? December? What was that yeah, pay-per-view we went to? December remember um, whatever. I don't know what it was called.
0: Mm-hmm. Right I mean it's it was yeah. Thanks. So I think that that's interesting because he bought it for a reason It's not just for the tape library yeah, So I'm I really mean, looking to I, see What Arnold Club is and how it affects AEW
1: Man I listen I thought he bought it As not only because as I Mentioned a lot of times that it was Like somebody's building a race car You know but you needed specific Parts from another car so you you Got the donor car in order to Build your other car so like he took the Parts off of RH he wanted but, you know, people still buy shells. And I guess he figured, like, I got this classic shell um, that somebody may want as a project. It's valuable because the frame and everything's intact, the original paint, whatever you want to call it. And he thought maybe, huh, one of those Warner Media guys might want this. This actually could be actually as leverage for something like, hey, we know type, tape, look, tape libraries are absolutely valuable. I mean, when you think about Peacock and. Uh, getting WWE Peacock, getting uh, the office back (laughs) from Netflix, uh, you know, big, big things for the launch of these companies here, uh, for these streaming services here. I guess they were thinking, like, HBO Max is there, they haven't kind of went live streaming yet. I mean, uh, we kind of want to, I mean, Discovery Plus
0: is a thing, so how will that wrap into HBO Max? Yeah, you know, what what, can we do? Is a separate entity, so so some kind of sort of, yeah, so does that mean that? If if, if let's say the Arnold Club does well, does AEW follow suit with their own separate thing? For sure, for sure, for sure.
1: And I think you know what you know what I honestly think. I think they may be in a terrible situation right now, almost purgatory, because with everything's happening with Warner Brothers Discovery in terms of people don't know what projects are going forward. I mean, did y'all just did y'all just hear what they did to Westworld? They fucking they Thanos snapped it. Yeah, gone, gone. Gone. No, the, the show the show is over. But right. they're removing it from the platform. So they, they're not even repeating episodes. are Find
2: still. it on t- find it on Tubi. Oh like, wow. Gone. Everything's going on Tubi. Gone. Like Tubi <laughs> takes so, over.
1: So 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 when you when you when you when you think about a show that was one of their biggest shows, they just said, "Uh uh-uh. uh." You have to start thinking like, what does a, what does AW and their R H library? Because I'm sure it's a package deal. What does that look like? What's our chances? How does this work? And and are are we even in consideration right now? It's like, it's a, and they don't know because they can't ask questions because they probably think like, we do got Honor Club, so I guess we can launch that. But then one of Brothers Discovery, they could probably be saying, hey, listen, we don't want any additional apps under our umbrella. So either here or you're not. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's gotta be a conversation I'm saying like, I guess we just gotta wait till they call us and say we're ready to go. Because why wouldn't he just launch it if he already had it? It's easy, you know? So it's got to be one of those things like they're just waiting for the call. They're waiting for the call. They're like a free agency, somebody, a, a veteran in, in the league, waiting for the call to, to, to step in there. And I, you know, it's, it's just, I can't imagine. How that must feel knowing Change, that you had
2: like five great references on different things just on that scenario, loved it, loved it. <laughs> um, House a, Hun- it's And it's all related to Peacock and HBO Max and Warner Media and all that, too. I, I felt like I was watching House Hunters or whatever, <laughs> everything that you had built up in there just for comparison. <laughs> and 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 again, that's the two Jamal point the Honor
1: Club, the streaming service for a for Tony Khan, will say, where and what does that look like? What, is it, what does it even mean? <laughs> You know, pause. That's what it means. Because
0: <laughs> right, I mean and that's that's really you know kind of the thing. It's a, um, it will be interesting because again, it is a show that has to have something in the can. So when will they tape Ring of Honor? How long will it be? Will they do it down in Florida? Will they tack it onto an AEW live show? Will they do AEW live shows two days in a row like Rampage does? They've already done a Thursday Rampage up in Toronto, back to back nights after Dynamite. Yeah. You know and- what? Logistically, how does that look? And more importantly, do they WNBA this shit and just keep it going regardless, and whether it makes money or not?
1: And you also have to think of content suppression, because when the elite got uh, suspended, so did their YouTube. They weren't allowed to put out being the elite. That's not Tony Collins. Were they not allowed, or did did they not do it? They did not. Could you imagine that they went suspended, and then they decided to just record anything? It would have been the biggest numbers ever. Every single time there's any bit of controversy with somebody, their next interview is always their biggest one. So their of next course. episode, everybody was looking in for, it. and it's across the board. Every single thing when something happens, you're like, oh, can't wait till they talk. What's going when they break silence? What's going to look like? So the fact that they didn't, they didn't say, especially if they're not the one. Okay, so this is obviously subjective, but especially if they're not the ones that were wrong, why wouldn't they do it? You got suspended from being in the ring and probably getting a check. Being the elite is yours. Well, so you have to think, was there something said where they say, and you can't post anything?
0: I think lawyers said that. It's because be because it was a civil mm. suit that was alleged. Um, your know, AEW legal got involved, CM Punk got involved, uh got involved, his legal team got involved. But um but you le- know. But, but, but legal timelines ain't gonna be benefit
1: ain't gonna line up with when, when you return. Like, you can do your... You can return to wrestling, you can do your content and everything, and, and Punk just agreed with this timeline to
0: be, you know, in flow no, 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 Not necessarily that, but but what I am saying is that in the in the middle of the thing, because that thing happened in, what, September? Labor Day? Yeah. Right, so they, they took two months off and then came back and did a thing. Well, in that time, so all of September, that's all people talked about, right? It would not be smart of them to comment on ongoing litigation, in the middle of proceedings.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure.
0: So for sure. if you're turn- tuning in to being the elite and they go, well, we're not allowed to be backstage to tape at AEW, so we're just going to tape our own thing on the road. What are we going to talk about? Um, y- Okay. Anything. Uh,
1: shoot, right. shoot, 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 I don't know. but Yeah, right,
0: right. So, I mean, yeah. so they could have done that, but it would probably be uh, the s- smart money to not, you know, just troll the fans for 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 the likes or whatever because they don't really need that money anyway. Um, so there's that, and then of course the case itself had to boil over and what well, because dudes were suspended, like dudes were like legit suspended, like they got all of them. They said, nah, not. everybody got to go until we figure it out." And then they eventually figured it out, and then yeah. it is what it is, at it's the point. So again, yeah. we're still talking about it. It's one of the biggest stories of the year.
1: I, oh, now the honorable mention I was going to bring up, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the stardom and. Uh... The stardom and um, and New
0: Japan thing—I mentioned it briefly as one of the honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool, cool, cool. You know, like the other, of the other things that happened over the year that we kind of forgot about, but it, the, none of them were any bigger than the three that we mentioned. You know, because that was a big deal for them, um, and it still has long-reaching uh, effects. But you know what? Yeah. We've just hit sixty minutes. Ding dong. Ding, Ding dong. dong. All right. And and th- so that will uh, do it for us. It's been a year. Actually, it's been 11 months. 11 months is our year because, God damn it, Einstein said this uh, time is relative, so we calling it a year right now. There it is. So, so, yeah. So, any last thoughts on 2022? Looking forward to 2023 before we get the heck out of here. Yeah, folks, listen, thank y'all
1: so much again for rocking with us another year here at Big Gold Belt Media, Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. It's been a fun one. Um, and, and as Jamal said, we'll be back February. Uh, this year wrestling's been crazy. it has this not the craziest year, it just been a lot of crazy things, but I, I you know, we've we've definitely had much more crazier years in terms of just uh you know, new promotions and all sorts of this and other things. We can talk about that later. I mean, you could listen to our old episodes and whatnot, but nonetheless, uh, it's good to see wrestling going in the right direction, and even when we thought the indies were dying there's a lot of folks that have really, 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 really said, okay, so hold that thought. <laughs> and You mentioned Masha. Janai. Kai is another name that mm. just quickly jumps out at me. Uh, Speedball Bailey is another name who just really stepped up. Yeah. Uh, 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 Kakeshna, another name that says, hey, I'm on American soil and I'm going to go wild. I mean, up and down the board, um, you know, wrestling is tre- trending in the right direction. Um, and, and with the news that we had, notice that, you know, nothing really detrimental to pro wrestling. Yes, there were some negative things, but nothing that really was in the, in a the state of, like, the speaking out movement, which, you know, was positive, but yet really shed light on a lot of negative and a lot of restructuring. The pandemic, the ultimate killer of pro wrestling for a while. Uh, a lot of positivity going on in 2022, 20, uh, and I really can't wait to see what's up with 2023. We'll be there to cover it.
2: So one thing I just want to add to not related to wrestling, but for those that follow us on our different platforms know that for different things that we cover from TV shows, characters, on like superheroes, We lost a lot of people to self-inflicted wounds or self-inflicted concerns. So just make sure everybody's taking care of your mental health and things of that nature as you move forward in life in the 2023. If you need help with something, please make sure you share with that with somebody so they can definitely get some support. Um, But we just want to make sure you take care of yourselves in the 2023 and take that to another level.
0: And I just want to end it with this. Uh, The clock continues on Impact Wrestling. They are, are going into their 11th year since Anthem took it over. And we, you know, if we're if we're talking about things that we thought would uh, would you know immediately end in in, in a year, well, you can add 2022 to another list uh, to another year that Impact Wrestling did not die. Uh, (laughs) Impact Wrestling truly stronger than death. It's.